And now the end is near. We've reached the final curtain. So let's reminisce how the year went. See you inside. Hey, rock stars. I'm JB, expert salesperson and master presenter. I'm the doctor, psychologist, and behavioral expert. This is the Entrepreneur Mastery Lab Podcast. Welcome for the last time to the Entrepreneur Mastery Lab Podcast. And why do I say last time? It's not because we're done, but we're doing our rebranding in the new year. And if you might have heard on the last episode, we are going to be get fed by JB and the doctor. You can search it. It makes sense. You know, when we say get fed, what we're talking about is everything that we do is fun, effective, and different, much like our podcast. So we're going to have a lot of fun in the new year. But until then, we are going to do our clip show today, baby. We're going to reminisce a little bit. He put together awesome clips throughout the year. So some from some great guests, some great tidbits, some, some of the fun we've had. We're going to share that with you right now. Put you on the way to the new year where we're going to make more memories and more great content that gets you fed. So as we dive into the end of the next year, oh, geez, we got to do this all over again. So sit back and enjoy the ride as we take a journey through the ML podcast in 2023. Enjoy the ride. I am pumped to introduce uh, a good friend and colleague, uh, Hayden. Hayden, welcome to the show, man. $70,000 have gone to families over the course of the year. Um, we have connected uh, people with real estate agents, with other organizations like United Way that have a, a plethora of services. Um, I, had, I had a case recently after Hurricane Ian where... He didn't need financial support. He just needed a freaking dumpster. Couldn't get a touch of a dump. Couldn't get a dumpster. He needed to gut his house because the water damage. So I got on the on the phone with one of our members, and sure enough, coastal waste and recycling. Two days later, is delivering delivering a twenty yard dumpster to this guy. It's it, it's literally connecting the dots. So it's not always financial. It's not always mental health services. There's there's lots of ways that we can help, and every case is different. So it's it's a very white glove type approach to to the construction industry and the nonprofit space. Today inside the lab, we are talking about something that people say is the most important thing, yet the thing they do the least for themselves, and that is taking care of their self-care. 90% of the people that go to the hospital thinking they're having a heart attack, just dealing with stress. Those high levels of stress cause so much challenge on our body that it thinks it's having a heart attack. And this is crazy because our body and our brain is really good at handling things. It's really good at adapting to the challenges that we're going through. The fight or flight, that survival, it evolved over time in a lot of ways to get even more efficient at handling stressors. However, it's not supposed to do it nonstop 24 seven. It's supposed to do it in bursts to keep you safe. So when we don't take those breaks, what happens? It starts to wear on us. We have those feelings, those stressors, those symptoms that's similar to a heart attack. But it also could be many other things, fatigue, 
irritability. You ever get really short with other people and you're wondering why? It's probably because you need a break. So we want to just talk a little bit about making sure that we're doing that. How do we just take breaks? I know we're busy. We talk, most of you listening are entrepreneurs, business owners. This pertains to anybody. Parents that are taking their kids to sporting events. It doesn't matter. Everyone's dealing with different kinds of stress and everyone needs to take breaks. Even more so here in the summertime with the heat levels going up. We need to make sure we're taking care of ourselves, staying hydrated. One of the other challenges, if we're not taking those breaks and taking care of ourselves, is we get run down. And when we get run down, it gives us a chance to get sick, makes us more susceptible to things that are out there because our body is already run down trying to deal with just the day-to-day stressors. It's not in great position to fight those other things coming in. So then you get sick and then you get put behind on work. And then what happens? Now you're playing catch up, which causes more stress, which what do you think? Right back in that same cycle now, you're going to be more susceptible to getting sick again. And then that pattern is going to keep continuing. You're going to keep being run down. You're going to keep getting sick. You're going to get better for a short term. You're going to play catch up. You're going to put yourself under immense amounts of stress. You're going to get sick again. And it's just important to identify those patterns that are going to happen because we want to stop those. So what do we want to do? We want to make sure that we're taking care of ourselves. We're taking breaks. As you've heard me say before, we're all different, right? We're all unique people. So how we take breaks and how we find that relief, it's going to be different for everybody. And it might be trial and error for you, but there's some things that you can definitely do that make sure that you're finding that balance. So one of the things we want to talk about real quick is what I said earlier, making sure that you're getting enough nutrition, enough water, you're hydrated, especially in summer. You know, we're down here in South Florida. It is crazy. But this summer across the the country, across the globe, has been unreasonably and unusually hot. Uh, We're seeing a lot of records this summer. So you need to make sure that you're staying hydrated and that you're taking care of yourself and that you're giving yourself some proper nutrition to fuel your body. The other most important thing, if nothing else, is sleep. You need to make sure you're getting your rest. Again, seven, nine hours is the recommended. You find your sweet spot and you get consistent sleep. So your body knows that it has that time to recover. So if you're giving your body some good nutrition, good water, and you're getting some good sleep, you're on the road to follow getting that way. But here's the thing. If we do the same thing over and over again all the time, we get consistent at it, but we also kind of get stuck. And we need to just take some breaks just to disrupt those patterns so that our body has a chance to even recover more. So whether it's a vacation or it is just taking a day for self-care, actually could even just be a few hours of self-care throughout your week. Do something to interrupt those patterns to give your body a chance to recover even more. Find some stuff that you like to do. Read a book. It could be watch TV. It could be go for a walk. Do these things that are just giving you a chance to get out of your day-to-day rat race that we get stuck in so easily, especially as entrepreneurs and business owners. There's no one there to pick up the slack a lot of times. We have to do it. So we put ourselves under these pressures that we have to keep going nonstop. And that's the worst thing you can do because if you keep going nonstop, your body's going to stop you. It's not going to be your choice. It's just going to happen. 
So make sure we're putting ourselves in place to take care. We talk about summer. We talk about vacations. I know a lot of you out there have taken vacations, but you're doing with family. And sometimes those are just as stressful as being at work. So make sure you're taking, you're being aware of that. So even if you went on a vacation and you're like, oh, I should be good. Are you? You might not be. Really learn to start checking in with yourself, making sure you're finding that balance. If you're feeling stressed, don't take every appointment you need to. Move some stuff around. Give yourself some time in the day for lunch. It doesn't always have to be a lunch meeting. If you have a lunch meeting and you're stuck, give yourself some time after that meeting to decompress. It's actually a good practice anyways, because you want to be able to have some downtime after these things to actually take in what you've learned. Um, you might be unaware that our body actually processes what we learn while we're sleeping. So for all you college students out there that might be listening and you're doing a lot of studying, you try to do those all nighters. It's actually working against you. You got to study, then you got to go to sleep because that's when your body actually retains the information. So we know you can't always take naps throughout the day to do that, but we want to make sure that we give our body a chance to, to go into that relaxation mode so that we can actually start to store some stuff and be able to get ready into the next situation. So find the breaks when you can make sure that you're actually taking days off and, and doing some intentional recovery. Make sure that you're hydrating yourself, make sure that you're getting good nutrition and make sure you're getting good sleep. Start with those basics and you're going to be on your way to not being one of those 90% of the people in the hospital thinking they're having a heart attack. Crazy statistic, isn't it? It's just blows my mind every time. That's all. I want you to go practice this immediately. Get it on your schedule this week. Don't delay. There's no reason not to. I know we're all busy, but we can always make time for ourselves and we need to. And it's doctor's orders. So do it. Children's Harbor joining us with CEO and President Tiffany Dogi and Chief Development Officer, a.k.a. the janitor, El Janitor, Eric Chafin, <laughs> working with foster kids. You know, you hear a lot about foster kids, but you don't really jump when you think foster kids. For most of us, I don't think you jump to teenagers. You're thinking like, oh, young kids in the system. Teenagers is teenagers are hard when they have all the support in yeah. the world. Yeah, Josh, I mean, you could think about it, you know, and, and again, the thing I say is the correlation of my kids, you know, my teens, they go to school, you know, they come home and, and just think, think about that, the normalcy of, you know, my son, Ian, you know, he goes to high school, he comes home, he knows when he comes home, he puts his bag down, then he goes to the refrigerator, then he knows mom and dad will be home at, you know, six o'clock and they'll maybe make dinner. So you have this baseline, you have this consistency, you have this expectation and just what we call normalcy. Um, and the kids that we serve at Children's Harbor don't have any, have had really nothing to, to nothing of, of that type of baseline. Um, and what's really cool, and Tiffany, I, I, you know, you can talk hours on this, but it's, it's really cool is our team here is basically creating that love and that environment for these teens stuff that they never had these experiences that my kids you know have had um and to see that is is pretty cool it's really really amazing introducing normalcy is is always interesting <laughs> um, because each child's story is different you know some kids have had structure some kids um that we receive have had too much structure structure 
Um, and then some kids have had nothing, like they've raised themselves. And so the concept of coming to a, a group home setting and, you know, we have dinner at 630, we take a shower every single day. We, I know those are sounds, but we expect you to, this is how you do your laundry, or this is like, there's been, there's been no normalcy at all. And, you know, something as simple as having dinner together and the, the confusion of what, why, why, why do we have to have dinner together? Why do we have to have dinner at all? Why can't I just have chips? Because they've been raising themselves, you know, uh, just it's, it is, every kid is different, but um, I'm surprised at how I'm always surprised. I'm surprised that, you know, like there's always something new. There's always a situation that comes up and I'm like, wow, I've never heard that before. Um, so you never quite get, get your finger on the pulse of what to expect. I'm not sure if that came out right, but there's always something new. And I'm sure Doc can, can, um, can confirm that you also had a history with this population. There's always something new that pops up that you've never quite encountered. You're like, huh, how do we, how do we handle, how do we support this? What well, is the interesting aspect of what we think is normal? Um, that they never had this chance to to experience and then there's always a resistance right up front right yes today i want to talk about momentum we are a little over halfway through the year and for a lot of us that means that we are on track to meet exceed or even crush our goals that means you have a lot of momentum and it is hard to get to that stage not everybody meets exceeds or crushes their goals some people end up falling short of their goals, pivoting, adapting, and changing their goals. We talked last week about hitting reset. Well, this week is not about hitting reset. This week is about I'm already doing it and I'm crushing it. So how do I go ahead and maintain it? And momentum to me is all about a number of things. Consistency first and foremost. Whatever you've been doing to get to where you're at, keep doing it. It's successful and succeeding. There's times to pivot and change, and there's times where you really don't need to. This is not something to overthink. Be consistent and continue doing what you're doing. That's the number one step to creating more momentum and keeping up what you already have. But secondly, you've got to go ahead and you've got to prioritize. At this stage, the more success you have, typically the busier you get, which makes it all the more challenging to keep up what you're doing. And in order to really generate and continue to generate momentum, you need to make sure that you're prioritizing better than you have in the past. That means more attention and more focus spent on determining exactly what it is you need to do and what's most important and most urgent. If you're not familiar, you can check out the Eisenhower box. It's a good idea to take a look at. Uh, it allows you to kind of simply and effectively figure out what's important, what's urgent, what's not important, what's not urgent, and it allows you to classify so you can better prioritize. In addition to prioritization, you probably want to look at more outsourcing, automation, and delegation. So when we say outsourcing, that means finding contractors to do some of the work that you may not have the bandwidth to do anymore. Whereas delegation means somebody within your team can take over some of what you're working on. So depending on your structure as a professional or a business owner, you may be able to delegate or you may need to outsource. Either way, if you can take some of this work off of your plate, it's going to allow you to focus on revenue generating activities and the activities that are unique to you that you are best at. And hopefully activities where you have the most energy and you get the greatest lift from personally, because that energy is going to help with the consistency, especially if things don't go right, which is an important point here. We can have all the momentum in the world, but not every day is 100. 
we like to think every day is 100. You hear everybody talking about how, oh, make every day 100 and, and you can do this. It's just not realistic. We're going to have good days. We're going to have bad days. Uh, there's there's a rule of thirds. Hey, a, a third good, a third okay, a third bad. Not too terrible of a way to look at this. Some of your days are going to be excellent. Some of your days are going to be okay. And some are going to be not so good, a little crappy. That's all okay. Don't allow that failure on the crappy days or on the okay days to, to get you off of true north. Maintain focus on your goals and keep doing what you're doing. So we talked about consistency and maintaining what you're doing. We talked about outsourcing or delegation. Automation's next up on board. You want to be able to automate. This just means taking a look at your processes or having somebody take a look at the processes to figure out, hey, what is there that I can do differently here, which just automates it. So instead of me having to manually do something and take a minute or two to go ahead and do something, I have it done for me or on my behalf. And that can shave a few minutes a day and a few minutes a day can matter when you're really busy and you have a lot of success. And the whole goal here is to continue building on that success. Everything we're talking about is maintaining momentum and continuing to grow and develop, which by the way, if you've come this far, you're doing absolutely fantastic. I've got a couple other tips here that I think are really important to keep in mind. Balance, especially self-care and health. A lot of times we run hard, especially if you're a type A personality and you're starting to see momentum, you keep pushing hard. You don't necessarily let your foot off your gas. I'm not suggesting that you do, but I am suggesting that you want to make sure that you're taking care of yourself and you're creating some balance in your life because the last thing you're going to want to hit or impact your momentum is to get sick or to find yourself not operating at your peak performance. And so everything we should be doing at this point is to make sure that we're maintaining ourselves just as much as we're maintaining the momentum in our business. Take care of yourself, do something for yourself, make sure you're giving yourself the time that you need. If you've been working really hard and pushing really hard, take a breath, pause, sharpen the ax sharpening the axe, whether that's rest and recovery, whether that's just taking some time for yourself or self-care is going to make you better moving forward. Maintaining momentum sometimes is about slowing down a little bit. It's not always a sprint. Sometimes it's a marathon. Brings me to the last tip and trick. You're going to want to continuously educate yourself and learn. You've gotten to where you are based on what you've done in the past and the success that you've had, and you don't want to change it. But if you can add to it, it's absolutely going to benefit you and it's going to help you to sharpen your skills moving forward. So if there's an opportunity to add a little bit of education or learning on to get better at what you do, and now is the time to implement that when things are going really, really well. Don't wait until things are off track to do something like that. Do it when things are going well, and it'll help make sure that you don't get off track to begin with. So if you look at this big picture, maintaining momentum requires pretty much all the same steps that it takes to capture success in the first place. Whether you're a professional or a business owner, it doesn't matter. We need to do all these things. We need to be able to set our goals, prioritize on those goals, be consistent in the work that we do. We need to automate, delegate, outsource. We need to go ahead and take care of ourselves. We need to educate ourselves and we need to accept failures when we have it. If we can do all these things, we're going to be successful, but that's also the key to becoming more successful and maintaining that momentum. So if you happen to be crushing it this year, if you are killing it and you are going out there and you've either met, you're exceeding or you're crushing the goals that you have and you want to maintain momentum, do all those things. And I promise you, you're going to see tremendous results and you're going to have a great end 
to the year. So allow me to introduce our guest. We're joined here today by Dr. David Troy, founder of Near Hiring. Cost of turnover in business is huge. Extraordinary. I, I mean, they, they, they take a guess because it's such a big number, but they talk about over a trillion dollars a year in, in cost of turnover, which is something that we talk about when it just comes to employee retention. And that's a huge part about what we talk about. Hey, you don't want anything to do with this cost. Uh, what kind of savings do you think what you do can bring to a business? Uh, can you quantify that at all? Oh, gosh, that's a really good question. So I, I was trying to get numbers on this. I mean, months and months of research to get data on this. Uh, I'm going to tell a, a story, um, and then I'll get back to, to the short answer. So there was a documentary on Walmart years ago, and Walmart was, uh, was kind of inside or behind the scenes with Walmart. It was an interesting documentary. But they were doing research, and Walmart has, they take a lot of data on everybody, right? Every aspect of their business. And if I remember the number right, they were saying that the cost to the company, if one customer gets to the register and gets annoyed, pushes their cart away and says, I'm never shopping here again, their best estimate, which they said was a, a low ball estimate, was 250K, $250,000. 250 grand for one customer. One customer. At uh, Walmart. At Walmart. We're talking uh, the same Walmart that I'm thinking of. The blue, yellow, yep. that Walmart. Yep. Two hundred fifty thousand per person. Two hundred fifty thousand. If I'm remembering the documentary right, but I'm pretty sure I am. Now, and again, I don't know what metrics went into there, but my business background says probably you know um, opportunity cost, probably word of mouth marketing, probably actual cash out of pocket. You know all the things that go into a customer, right? Um, money going to a competitor, etc. Right? There's a lot that goes into this. It's the same type of, you know, situation when you're talking about an employee in an organization. The minimum, minimum, minimum number would be at least two months' salary of that employee to hire somebody. That, and that's minimum. And most estimates are usually about a year's salary. And that's just hard numbers. You're not talking about, you know, what it costs to, what you're losing in a company if you don't have that employee working, if you have a gap that needs to be filled. You're not talking about, um, you know, the disengagement that can happen for other employees picking up that slack. I, I mean, you're not talking about the the time allocation of the hiring people that are involved to put their efforts towards hiring somebody else. I mean, there's so much cost there. So when you say minimum two months salary of that employee, that's probably a grain of sand in one of those 25 pound bags of sand that you're losing just when you're bringing on a new person. I mean, it, it's extraordinary. It really is. And if you're at a smaller company where you have fewer employees, you know, one employee loss is a huge percentage of your workforce. I mean, especially if you're a startup with 20 people, whatever it is, it's 5% of your workforce. It's gone. So, you know, in, in a flash, it, it, it's a big deal. Um, so, yeah, how do you monetize it? People are still trying to figure out how to monetize it. But again, the smallest number is two months' salary for that employee. And now you get into, you know, C-suite hires. I mean, what are we talking about here? Two months, what's a C-suite going to make? Uh, even in a mid-level startup, they're talking about two, 300000 a year, plus bonuses, which probably end up getting closer to $400,000 a year. So you divide that by 10, 40,000, 80 grand minimum, give or take. And it's probably closer to the entire year's salary. So it's a big deal. It's a big deal. And if you can keep somebody at a company, hire somebody at a company, 
that's going to stay for even another year or two. But, it's going to, but they're going to stay productive for even another year or two. The cost savings is tremendous. It really is. And obviously, we'd like somebody to be invested and stay longer than that. Nobody stays at a company forever, by the way. And I know you guys know this for sure, but I think it's worth saying out loud. No employee is permanent. Not the founder of a company, not the CEO of a company. Everybody's time in a company is limited, right? So one of my goals is get the best person in there who's going to stay engaged for the appropriate amount of time. And then they can go, you find the next person. And I'm not saying they're disposable. I'm saying that everybody's time at a company runs their course, right? The company changes and adapts over time, particularly startups, right? What the startup is today is not what the startup is going to be in six months or a year. And the person that filled that position now might not be the person that the company needs going forward. So it's also something to be mindful of. Um, so yeah, the goal is to get somebody in there that's going to do a great job in that role, maintain their level of engagement, and be there as long as they need to be and as long as they want to be, and then fill the role. We are here talking about a quick hit podcast, three surefire hacks to boost your productivity. What? what? Excited about this one, man. We talk about this stuff all the time, uh, but haven't put it on a podcast before. So let's just jump into it. Tip number one, the first hack to boost your productivity. Are you ready? Prioritize, prioritize, prioritize. I said it three times for a reason. There's typically three major priorities we have in any given day. And we need to make sure that they come first and we make it concrete on our calendar so we get them done. You do that, you are going to seriously boost that productivity. Get her done. I remember that guy. He was fun. That was a long time ago, man. You're dating right? yourself. Which leads to my next thing, distractions. Right. So when you're doing those prioritizations, you got to eliminate those distractions. And they're everywhere. And there's a lot of different ways that you can do it. Turn off your phone, put it into a different room. Turn off Facebook. I know it's hard. Don't TikTok. Look out for the squirrels. But you got to eliminate those distractions. Get them out of here. All right. Hack number two to boost your productivity. We have outsourcing. Outsourced. That's right. Outsource. Get it out of here. That was an intentional somewhat pun. I'm good at those. Outsource, outsource, outsource. There is a lot that we try to take on that we shouldn't. So if you have not at this point in your profession or your business hired an assistant, a virtual assistant, a receptionist or a virtual receptionist, you need to get on it. The reality is you can do it for cheap, 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 super cheap. And it is taking up a lot of your time that needs to be focused on what? Again, your priorities. So if you haven't outsourced already, get on it now. You are missing the boat. And before you can really fully understand what you need to outsource, you have to know your role in your business, right? What are the things that you have to do? Absolutely. Like JB and I are doing this podcast. We're on your screen right now. We're in your ear, depending on how you're taking us in. But we can't get anyone else to do that for us. This is something that we have to do. We can't outsource this, but we don't have to do the video editing. We don't have to do the audio, audio editing. Those are the things that we bring in our lovely assistant for. And they do it so much better and faster than we could. So using knowing your role in your business, the things that you have to do, and if it's not something you have to do directly, 
that's where you get someone else to do it for you. Get on it. Get on it now so you can get on to the things that matter. Productivity hack number three. Are you ready for this one? It is automate. My God, if you haven't jumped on the automation bandwagon, I don't know what is stopping you because it is incredible. The reality is you can put systems in place to do a lot. I am talking emails, text messages, follow-ups, gifts, reminders, nudges, you name it, you can automate it. You take a trigger, you create an action, and you're done. And there's a whole lot of ways to do this. I'm not going to go into it myself. I'll leave that for Doc. But the reality is automation absolutely should be a part of your business today if you want to level up your productivity. And the idea, as Jamie was just talking about, we want to make sure you have systems in place. So once you put those systems in place, then you can put it all. So it doesn't matter if it's you're doing it or like we just talked about, you're outsourcing it. They know exactly what you're doing. And then you use those tools. Like I have a great tool that I work with. His name is JB. Oh, wait. Uh, different tool of what we're kind of talking about. I got a non-clean comment to make here. So we want to use some other tools that you have. There's apps that you can put onto your phone that you can put into your email service. Uh, there's CMR. Uh, all kinds of CMR is my other world. Um, CRMs, maybe? Medical records. <laughs> Uh, but them too there's tools for everything right there's if you can think of it there's probably a tool out there that you can use to automate that system so get those systems in place find the right tool make your life easy yeah yeah we are talking client relation management software we're talking about things like zapper that can move it from one app to another uh the software is out there to automate if you don't know how to do it well guess what we're happy to help just reach out to us you can reach us in a lot of places check us out in the lab meet us up on our our web page and contact us there you can catch us on instagram you got our ads right here on the screen if you're watching on youtube and of course you can reach out to us directly anytime happy to help and to kind of put that all together so the three surefire hacks to boost your productivity we have prioritize what you need to do for the day outsource and automate and i mean how much better does it get than that that's it how much more productive are you going to be for the rest of the day i know and we're not going to waste any more of your time we're just going to ask one last thing of you if you haven't liked followed subscribed given us a five-star review what are you waiting for Get out there, get it done. We want to share this with as many people as possible. We're doing it to help you and the people you like, know, and love. Is there anything better? Make it a priority or outsource it and they can do it for you. Just do it. Doc, with that, let's go be productive. We're out of here. Peace out, yo. Wasn't that an amazing ride? What a fun year we had. That was just a small, small snippet. Some of the things we've done, as you know, Three years, the AML podcast has been going on. And we're going to say goodbye to that name. But none of you. So make sure you subscribed, liked, and followed, and shared. Because next week, we come at you again. All new. Get Fed by JB and the Doctor podcast. So excited to, to bring some new energy to what we do. So make sure you check that out. I hope you enjoyed the ride. It's been a fun, fun year. We're not going anywhere. We'll be right back next week, just like nothing else happened. But I want you to enjoy that holiday week. As we've been talking about the last few weeks, it's time for a reset, a refresh. And that's what I need you to do right now. And then come back and join us next week, where it's going to say, Get Fed by JB and the Doctor on your 
podcast screen, Spotify, Apple, YouTube, all those places that you find it, you're still going to find it just with a different name, but it's still going to be JB and I, and we're still going to be bringing you all this information. We're going to feed you well. So we can't wait for that to happen. Thank you for spending this last year with us. We really, truly appreciate it. The last three years, and we're going to continue to do it going forward. So we have nothing to worry about. In the meantime, tell me everything you thought about the show, your favorite clip, maybe one that we didn't do. They're all out there. You can still find them. Um, so let us know which is your favorite. Slide into our DMs. We'd love to hear from you. Makes my day every time I get to read your messages. And you know I always respond. So do that. Meantime, follow us on all our social media at JB and the Doctor. That hasn't changed. And of course, if you need any information about anything that we do or want to reach out to us, you can do that at jbandthedoctor.com. That hasn't changed, although it's looking fresh. Our website did get a little updating also. Getting ready for that new year, baby. So check it out. Let us know what you think. Appreciate you all. See you in the new year. Enjoy, celebrate, evolve, get fed, and we'll see you then. Peace out, you.